views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week... Before we break down the Wisconsin... Or before we break down the, the <laughs> Illinois game... Um, man. Off um, to a rough start off, already. Yeah. Okay. Fumbled on the first drive, but <laughs> we're still going. Um, I have a really good idea that Harley hates. But basically, we were trying to think of... Well, I was trying to think of an incentive for us to get more reviews on iTunes... And I was like, if we had any sort of money, we could do a giveaway, like do a review and post, send us proof and you could be entered to win a prize. But neither of us have enough liquid funds to do that. But, okay, so here's your, (laughs) here's your incentive. Where are you going with it? Here's your incentive. Um, I have an awesome picture from when I was drinking wine in the bathroom of my Airbnb over fall break, and I was like, this is valuable. People want this kind of content. It's terrible. Not gonna lie. But I'm not gonna just post it out there for everyone because I want people to understand its worth. So, if you leave us a review on iTunes with five stars and send me a screenshot on the podcast Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or my Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or really any way you can find me, um... I will DM you that picture because it's just a good picture, you know? It's a very bad photo. <laughs> it's not like anything like inappropriate, so don't worry about that. <laughs> it's just like bad. <laughs> okay, so moving on from Think there. Of all the photos you've taken while drinking wine and then... That's what I And think <laughs> also if like your location of drinking wine is like exclusively in the bathroom of your Airbnb. Ugh. Yeah. It's not. It's not the best. But also, you know what else is not the best? <laughs> oh, Michigan uh, playing Illinois. <laughs> Michigan Boom, football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just in gen, like, yeah. Michigan football. Where um, did you watch the game? Because we were not together. Yeah, we were. Well, I watched it at Bailey's house again, and mm-hmm. I was there for the Wisconsin game, so clearly I can't go back there ever again, even though I was invited to watch the Penn State game there. Yeah, I'm uninviting you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Probably mo- much like most people. I mean, my personal opinion was that they kind of underestimated Illinois. They went into the game thinking, "Oh, it's just Illinois. We don't have to give it a hundred percent." But honestly, that gets you in so much trouble. Like clearly, like they said this after the Georgia game, which they lost to a two and three. South Carolina, and we almost went toe-to-toe with a 2-3 and three Illinois um, going into the fourth quarter. Um, like, it's still, like, anyone's, like, game. You never know. I mean, yes, when you go in in football, it's a little bit different than, like, say, basketball, where, like, the underdog could potentially actually overthrow you um, just because this pace of the game is a lot faster and it's, like, easier, you know, um, to score and just take a lead and maintain that. But, like, football, I get it's a little different, but, like, that mentality still, like, is the same. Like, underdog teams are going to try and play. Like, they're still a college football team. And I know, like, a lot of them have, like, the reputation of being terrible, but you can never truly enter a game and be like, this is already in the bag, because then you're not going to play well. And clearly, like, we saw that, because for, if you watched the Illinois game in the third quarter you understand because it was the worst quarter of football I'm pretty sure I've ever (laughs) watched okay so that's kind of my question because I had 
so I was in Nashville for fall break and I was with my two roommates who like don't really like football that much and I kind of forced them to go to this Michigan bar which was really fun and we stayed there for most of the first half I got there like towards the end of the first quarter actually and we left at halftime because we were up 28 nothing yeah you missed the best quarter of the game yeah (laughs) well we were were up and I was like I'm not gonna force them to sit here with me any longer I felt pretty bad because we like drove all the way to Nashville for me to force them to watch football um but then next thing I know I'm like getting texts from my mom like it well actually like five people were sending me play by plays. You were one of them, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> I was like, so oh, mad. oh my gosh! And next thing I know, it's a three point game. Um, but so I I ended up going back and rewatching most of it so that I could record a podcast about it. But what was the overall vibe during the game? Because I mean, I was there for the second quarter, so we had nothing to worry about. So everyone was just kind of like, ah, oh, this is cool, just chilling. But what was like? Were people like? So you were with Bailey and anyone else? Or just Bailey? Just, like, Bailey. One of her friends showed up later. Was it... Were you guys, like, mad throughout the game? Like, did it feel like a frustration? Like, because I didn't even see what was going on on Twitter during the game. Were people frustrated? Like, oh, shoot, this is going to be a loss? Or was it more just, like... Like, how did you feel? Um, on, Well, after it was, like, 28 nothing, we were kind of, like... This is kind of, like, boring, you know? Because it was Illinois. And, yeah. Like, they didn't really, like, try and, like, do a whole lot. Especially mm-hmm. um, in the first quarter... Um, so we actually switched over to the, um, Georgia-South Carolina game for a while. Um, but then we went back because we were getting updates on the Michigan game, um, because out of nowhere, Illinois put up 25 (laughs) points, and we're like, what? So we went back over, and it was terrible, it was awful. Like, watching the game, it was so frustrating. And the big thing, like, the big thing for me was when, um shoot what was it so illinois just scored and they were going for the two-point conversion and then ombre thomas gets called for pass interference at the line Mm. at the goal line and so replay avi um and then they freaking got it and i was like are you kidding me this defense that like we praised last week that held a ranked iowa team to three points like allowed an, a two and three Illinois to put up twenty five, and then shut and then t- shut us out for a quarter. Wh- what? I cannot figure this team out for my life. No, they don't make <laughs> no sense. Like I don't know how you're so inconsistent, but like the things that you are consistent with are things that like shoot you in the foot, like fumbling, fumbling, and fumbling is the most consistent theme of the entire season. Shade. Never keeping the ball, like every like those things are. Oh, consistent. he was okay with that. Mm. Wait, he wasn't. Mm. Okay, never mind. Mm. There was multiple times where he definitely could have kept the ball, um, but he chose not to, and it was very painful. I don't. I think all of us were just honestly stunned. I don't know if we mm. necessarily were angry about it. I mean, I was pretty mad, but that's just because that's my personality. Um. And I, did you ever feel like we were going to lose, or that there was a chance for we were a lose? moment? I was like, th- nothing, especially because, like I said, the duel. Like we were watching the South Carolina Georgia game. I was like, this could happen. Mm-hmm. This, like, if we keep doing this, and like if we don't find something to like flip the switch, like immediately, like we're giving Illinois like a chance to capitalize on things that like we're doing wrong. And our defense isn't doing anything to actively stop them. 
And <laughs> I was really confused. They were on, like, their second or third screen quarterback. I don't even know. Um, and the fact that they posted 25 points against us yeah. makes me so mad. Like, so mad. Especially, like, I don't know. For, like, it's it's easy to forget how bad Illinois is, I think. Um, just in terms of, like, if you just kind of hear the name, like, it is, like, a, I don't know, somewhat of, like, a big name or whatever, but they're literally, the guy at the bar was calling them the Rutgers of the West. Um, they are in the Big Ten West. Yeah. And Illinois they spot. lost, they lost to Eastern Michigan recently, like, it, there's no reason that the, other than it being an away game in Michigan, uh, famously does not do well at away games, um, there's no reason that this game should have been significantly different than Rutgers, and yet it was... It was, I guess, is the difference. <laughs> because, like, it's, like Michigan's defense especially, like, we're good at not allowing any... Like, we shut out Rutgers, like, that... And that wasn't really a surprise, like, we love to shut out Rutgers. And yet, I don't know. It was just all weird. That's... I'm just... This this podcast is just my way of making sense of things, because I don't have these formulated opinions yet. I'm just like, what is going on with this football team? I don't think they know what's going on either, clearly. What goes on at halftime? That's what I want to know. Like, Why is there never any adjustments at halftime that make things better, and how come it's often worse? <laughs> like, does he just go into halftime and just, like, give them, like, a chocolate milk and a steak and, like... <laughs> leave <laughs> like is there any sort of halftime speech also we still don't know who like the leader of the team is so and that because Shay's probably like it's definitely not Shay. They, well they can't he, hear a single yeah no, I, i'm like he's not a captain but like imagining him giving a halftime speech i'm just like yeah go go play football <laughs> what would you say you say something open your mouth <laughs> the, that's what she sounds like at press conferences <laughs> <laughs> we rag on him too hard for that no one else i've never heard anyone else mention it like in a podcast or article that like in better in press conferences when matters and talks like you can't maybe hear you can like actually hear what he's saying yeah maybe i'm just deaf yeah it's maybe it's less <laughs> maybe we just need to turn the volume up a little bit <laughs> i don't uh it was a nightmare and i I'm glad that we have been... I know, like, a lot of it, like, the criticism fell on Shay, and, like, he didn't do that well in the game. He was 11 of 22, so 50% completion rate. I mean, he did throw for three touchdowns and didn't have an interception in the game. He did have a fumble, but that's just, like, hashtag streaks. So, like, Mm -hmm. um... Oh, I actually remember that fumble now because I remember getting that text from you. I... It... It, but, like, like everyone has been saying, he really was the one that kind of, like, got us back. Not on track, necessarily, because I was still, like, mad and frustrated with, like, the game as a whole. But, like, it could have been worse, I think. <laughs> well, if Shay didn't, like, give us that go-ahead that, like, kept us ahead, and then we ended up winning 42-25. to yeah, I, I mean, I think Shea's a reliable quarterback if you're going to have, like, a conservative offense where you just, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't call him reliable. <laughs> but in terms of, like, like he he's not going to, like, I guess what I'm saying is, he, like, he can do what he needs to be done when you're up 28 nothing. He can keep the twenty. Like I no, don't. I don't know. No, I guess I don't know how. I don't know do how that. he could, like, reduce the do points. That. Our offense didn't do nothing after that. And I think, I can't remember what the exact number was. Regardless if it was, like, six or eight yards of, like, offense 
I can't remember what it was exactly, but both of them are equally depressing if you think about it. For the entire third quarter, we had, like, I think it was somewhere from, like, six to eight yards of offense. Oh my gosh. Isn't that terrible? But, like, well, less, it makes I know it, it was less sense. than 10 yards because I was shook to my very core. Um, but yeah, it makes the most sense. We didn't go anywhere. And the fact that, like, it, it's Illinois. And I think that's the most frustrating part about it is because you don't expect that from, like, it's Illinois. <laughs> it's a Michigan game on the road. But yeah, no, it, like, there is in no, in no way, shape, or form we, should we have expected that. Um, what did you think about Harbaugh's comment that Shea Patterson has been the best quarterback on the field every game this season? Uh, mm, you see, I don't think that... I think he's right. From, like, the... Well, like, we've only had limited action with Dylan McCaffrey, given, given the no, fact... No, I, th- I think he means, like, the opposing team. Um, mm? <laughs> Have we played an opposing quarterback who's better than Shea Patterson? Uh, oh, you mean, like... Yeah, every game that Michigan's played. We haven't played any quarterbacks, yeah, I guess, is the point. The point like, is that we haven't played anybody. But I think, like, in terms of, like, our own, if I had to say, like, out on the field, like, how would we know? Like, no, both, yeah, there's no way of Both of them have, that. like, limited action, and none of them are being, like, prepped um, to, for, like, to take over in any capacity. Yeah, no, there's no way of knowing in, in terms of our, of our other quarterbacks. McCaffrey was dressed this season, and he went in this season, uh, this, this game, this game, and he went in for a sec, right? Um, well, he didn't do anything because he didn't appear in the stat book. Well, yeah, so but like, yeah, he didn't get like any like he. I don't know. There were rumors when people saw that he traveled and that he was dressed. Is that he? There were rumors that he might be starting. Um, because it kind of seemed like. If McCaffrey was going to start, this might have made sense for him. But I think it, even if, like, we, I think we still don't know if Harbaugh slash Gaddis have, are planning on kind of, like, replacing Shea. Because they're, I, okay, stepping back a second. Before McCaffrey got um, concussed, there was discussion about whether or not, like, the team now belonged to McCaffrey. Like, if Shea Patterson was still going to be our starting quarterback. Then he got concussed, and it would be kind of a stretch to have Joe Milton as our starting quarterback. So the question still stands as if that was actually Ever Gaddis and Harbaugh's plan to start starting McCaffrey. And I think at this point, the answer is we still don't know because he's still going to be a little rusty after coming off a concussion. So I don't think it would have made sense for them to start him against Illinois. If he starts against Penn State, I would be surprised, but not the most surprised I've it would be definitely a shock like whoa that's happening but you would think about it and be like oh no I see why you would do that but also I don't think just based off of Harbaugh we're not like I don't think anyone is going to start over Shea um probably for the rest of the season if I'm being completely honest um but I just think that's based off of the fact that like Harbaugh like it, honors like seniority over like who's ready and like who's better honestly um and <laughs> we can see that in like multiple like aspects like from the fact that like they won't develop like Dylan or they won't develop Joe um in terms of like if your starter isn't like where he should be at you should start like actively like developing your backups and they're not um I don't know what it is, uh, but he's, like, really gung-ho on the whole seniority thing, and the same thing, like, 
Like Jordan Glasgow. But although he's been good, so never mind. I mean, like, he, like, had the, like, redemption arc so far. But, like, in terms, like, the whole, like, shared thing with, like, our kickers, like, Jake Moody is better. I... Okay, that's actually that, true. That's, that's a perfect like, that's example it, of what of, you're like, saying. Yes. Like, giving Quinn Nordine the time of day in terms of being one of the people to go to for field goals when he hasn't made one all season and I don't I can't remember off the top of my head how he finished out last year mostly because I don't care because they took him out they took him out and yeah. put Jake Moody in he wasn't making them wasn't, yeah exactly but the fact that like they won't outright give it to Jake Moody is so annoying because Jake Moody is better and yeah I don't care that he's a sophomore and that Quinn Ordeen is like whatever he is senior I don't give a crap but like sharing it like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And I guess it's, like, probably kind of weird to be so outraged about the kicker, but, like, this... But I don't know. It's, like, It's a, just an example yeah. of, like, what I'm trying to, like, get at is that, like, when the talent is there, it's not the one that's starting. That's what I'm saying. And, like, you can see that in terms of, like, Dax Hill and Cameron Grown, like, the, the guys that are, like, hungry and, like, young and ready to go after this are, like, having limited time or, like, their the starting spot isn't theirs. When we see already, like, the impact that they have, like, on, on the team, like, when they're actually out there getting the minutes, getting the time that they deserve, and, like, being in this spot when the one that's ahead of them, yeah, is older, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're better. And it's just annoying that, like, you're starting, I'm starting to, like, see that more and that... Mm-hmm it could have, like, a profound, like, impact on, like, where points are concerned or where we can get turnovers or, like, where, like, the defense could, like, you know, fill the gaps when we were trying to, like, block the run game. Like, all these things could, like, impact another, like, one another. And I don't know, maybe Joe Milton could be good, but he's (laughs) not being developed because Shay is the whatever of the team and imagine if like trevor lawrence was like our backup but like harbaugh would insist on giving i genuinely actually think that might be the case that like a freshman trevor lawrence wouldn't have gotten like any snaps last year a sophomore trevor lawrence still wouldn't because i mean it like wouldn't happen like it's a very like hypothetical but like yeah i see what you're saying like under harbaugh it's like the it's seniority does mean a lot but so you said that you don't think that Harbaugh is going to start McCaffrey or Milton or McNamara this season. Um, if you were OC, who do you think you would be starting right now? For our team? Yeah. In terms of the, like... Quarterback. Quarterback? <sighs> because the thing is... Like, just because the time hasn't been given to the other two, I would still put Shay in because... Like, I have no other choice, if I'm being completely honest. I'm not going to put a freshly concussed, freshly off concussion protocol kid back in. Joe Millen hasn't done a whole heck of a lot since, like, what, Rutgers for, like, His five minutes? Anything. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I, there's, like, it's just, like, a default. I'm like, well, give it to him. Give it to Shay. He's the senior member. So, Should what you would better. do is you would give like, more time towards the end of games to, like, McCaffrey and Milton so that you could develop them? Probably that. Or just, like, more, like, reps and more emphasis on practice. Like, I maybe, like, run them with, like, the actual starters more often. I don't know what goes on, like, mm-hmm. down at Shem. But I'm, like, I, 
there's there's gotta be something better, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I do think that. Well, and the other thing that I'm not sure about is that theoretically, over the summer, they were saying that this offense is tailor made for Shea Patterson, and clearly it doesn't look like that. But if this offense is like, if we're gonna take their word for that, and that everything in this offense is created for Shea Patterson's strengths then those aren't necessarily Joe Milton's strengths and those aren't Dylan McCaffrey's strengths. So, like, how much of the offense do we have to recreate in order to accommodate them? I don't think that argument is super strong just because I don't think this offense has enough of an identity that Mm. a new quarterback would, like, really affect things that much. But I also don't know if that's part of the thought process. I would hope they wouldn't be too reliant on one specific quarterback Mm -mm. for their entire offense, just given, like, our offensive line and just in general Mm. our history with injuring our quarterbacks. But, I like, it that could also play a role, that the whole speed and space and Gaddis's entire offensive scheme was created with Shea Patterson in mind. But I don't know, like, why you would, like, put so much emphasis on it when he's leaving. Yeah, that's like, also the that thing. I kind of feel like it was a it, PR move to say that it was it tailor-made for Shea. Yeah, because, if anything, like, it should be tailor-made for, like, all three three of them i guess you can they're very different quarterbacks well like just in like terms of like you're gonna be learning this because of the like already announced starter as in shay um Mm -hmm. but like they're gonna be around to like learn like this regardless of the fact that they're like different styles of quarterbacks right um and obviously like some things will attest to their own strengths and some of them won't um but just in general, they'll be learning the same kind of system, and maybe they'll, like, tweak it when they actually, like, have, like, a call for them, but that probably won't be until, like, next season, so. Maybe start making your offense tailor-made for J.J. McCarthy, and then once he comes in, we'll be all ready. So, like, 50 years from now? Yeah, what is he, like, 16? 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't come fast enough. <laughs> come on. But then, will we have an O-line in 2021? <laughs> I... Would not have faith that we would I ever have a whole I, line, a O line, Harley. That's a good point. That's a good point. What? Um, who knows what the future holds? That's the beauty of it. You just take everything one day at a time. <sighs> All right, so what else do we have to talk about? I'm oh, so <laughs> um, actually, we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, basically, let's move on to. Do you want to move on to us playing Penn State next week? Um, can we, like, highlight maybe something that's, like, a positive... I'll here, I'll highlight some positive things that I liked from the game. Okay. One um, was Hassan Haskins' performance. He was really solid. Averaged 10.4 yards per carry. Um, ran... I love that Zach Charbonnet and Hassan Haskins both had over 100 yards rushing on the game. I thought that was, like, super fun because I was... I really wanted two running backs to be over 100 yards. And, and that's kind of, it feels like that's what we are waiting for with Zach Charbonnet. Because we've all been kind of confused, like, well, by all I mean I have been. Mm-hmm. That, like, he got so many carries against Army and then he got, like, zero. Or he was getting, like, two or three on the game, like, after that. And Harbaugh was like, yeah, because that just wasn't something we consistently wanted to do. I'm like, yeah, maybe, like, 30-something isn't something you consistently wanted to do. But why did it go from that to nothing? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it was, they were waiting until they had another running back who was ready to establish that more I'm not really sure I'm still kind of confused as to what was going on there if maybe there was a little bit of an injury that they weren't disclosing but it seems like having those two backs having Hassan Haskins and Zach Charbonnet there's just so much talent there and that's like really exciting for the future of the University of Michigan run game um that's a good point 
Um, also, shout out to DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, crossed a thousand yards receiving during the game. Which is adorable. Luke Schoonmaker, Titan, I believe, got his first touchdown of his career, so that was really cool. Um, Jordan Glasgow had that blocked punt, that was really awesome, too. Hassan Haskins and Schoonmaker both had their first touchdowns, which is just, like, that's a cute game. That's a cute first quarter. Um... And I think those are all the highlights that I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, there we go. Oh, and uh, what's-his-name wasn't there. <laughs> That's great, Han. Which one? Nico. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Nico, Nico. <laughs> I was, why did I blank on his Nico, name? We love Hill. Nico. <laughs> Somebody else wasn't there. Who else didn't travel with the team? I don't know. Um, But, Yeah. That was that was embarrassing. I'm glad it's over. Um, um, not really glad that for like this upcoming game, but I just wanted to take one moment to be like, I think the worst thing about the game last Saturday was that my phone blew up because I had to get notifications that it was a closed game alert. I know it was so Dude, embarrassing. Imagine, imagine being. Walking down the streets. So embarrassing. Imagine walking down the streets of Nashville, which, first of all, is like a huge college football city, which I had no idea. So there are like tons of Michigan State fans, tons of Ohio State fans, tons of Notre Dame. I mean, every school, but I just didn't expect like so many from like up in our nook and cranny. (laughs) Um, But so it gets to the third quarter, and I'd already left the bar, so I couldn't watch the game, and I'm getting these close game alerts. And like, I have, like, I'm wearing Michigan gear, and I'm, like, walking past, like, Michigan, I mean, Michigan State fans have no room to talk, but I'm walking past all these other college football fans, and I'm, like, don't talk to me. Like, literally don't look at me. Never say another word to me again. Like, I don't want, like, don't make, I was just, it was horrible. And I couldn't even watch the game. Like, I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't have data to Twitter or anything. Well, I I had turned data off for Twitter. Um, It was bad. That's all I can tell you. It was embarrassing. Um... (laughs) Okay, but let's move on because we have another game coming up. Yes. So, why do we have another bye week? I could really go for another <laughs> bye week. So, if you don't already know, um, we're playing, I believe, number seven, Penn State. Did they vibe up to seven? They really did. They really um, did. We stayed at 16, by the way. So, Penn State's coming off of a win against Iowa. They won 17 to 12. <laughs> Um, why are why are they like that? Uh, moved up to number seven, as I said. Um, so this game, obviously, a lot of us saw this coming. It's Penn State's whiteout, so it's gonna be at night. Um, primetime game, game day will be there. Um, and if you're having like flashbacks to 2017, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Um, and it will honestly be that way if our defense decides to not show out. Um, honestly. Based off their performance against Iowa, our defense, um, if they perform like that, I think we have a chance of at least making it close. Um, I don't think we'll win. Um, Penn State is a 7.5 favorite. We have a terrible, terrible, terrible record when we're not favorited to win. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be terrible. And I think, honestly, that our defense has to try to score at least once to keep us like at least in the game. Um, and I'm pretty sure Jake Moody will be the entire offensive output, so. 
those are my takes. Love that attitude, Harley. Um, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be very, very bad. See, I can also <laughs> see that. I also think that's the most likely scenario is that we lose by much more than many more than seven point five points. Um, oh, yeah. I could really see it being a Wisconsin esque game. I do think though it's important to keep in mind that Penn State is no Wisconsin. I don't mm-hmm. know who's ranked where, but Penn State, if you've watched any of their games and watched any of Wisconsin's games, Penn State does like. Wisconsin is significantly better. Yeah, was Penn- I think if our defense, like I said, is solid, like they'll at least keep Penn State at bay. I mean, they were kind of like in a dogfight with Iowa for a little bit, just purely based off of like defense, which is like Big mm-hmm. Ten in general. So like that's what I'm saying. Like if we're off, like we were two years ago, or like we were this last week against Illinois, like Penn State is not gonna like. Yeah, we can't be making the stupid mistakes we yeah. make because they're going to capitalize on it. They 100% will and it look way worse. Right. And Penn State, like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that, like, Wisconsin and even Ohio State really don't look beatable. It will be it will be interesting to see when Wisconsin and Ohio State play each other. I oh, yeah, think Wisconsin's be better. Um, but Wisconsin has a really solid D. Yeah, I think Wisconsin's slightly better than Ohio State, but they both kind of look unbeatable when you watch them play. Yeah, um, so Penn State doesn't look like that. No. Penn State looks like a team that if we had any faith in our team, we could be like, oh, it could be a game. We're just at the point where, especially in big games like this, and I know it's so annoying, every Michigan game is a big game. Like, I'm sick of it, too. The fact is, like, even if it doesn't mean anything for Michigan's future, it's still college game day. It's still, like, prime time. It's still, like, the whiteout. So it's a big game environment, and Michigan just doesn't tend to do well in those, especially away. Um, But then again... This Michigan team is so inconsistent. I don't know their identity. I never know what to expect from them. That would almost also be kind of on brand for them to have a good game out of nowhere and us to all be really confused. So, like, I wouldn't Mm. rule that out either. I just think the Mm. most likely scenario is we get completely (laughs) embarrassed. But, no, I just, I think it's one of those where it's, like, maybe we'll be watching and be like, wait, what? They decided to show up today? Because you just never know when they're going to show up. Yeah, you completely disagree. <laughs> I think I think it. I don't think it's likely, but I don't. I don't know this team well enough to be able to make any confident predictions. This team is like has not given me anything to understand and grasp onto and be able to be like, this is what they do in this situation. I have no idea what they do in any given situation. I. Oh, oh so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly. I don't know. I just have so much PTSD from 2017. Do you remember where you were for the 2017 game? I was in a bar in Chicago. I was livid. Absolutely livid. Almost at, like the same. Like we found like a Michigan bar cause, in Chicago because obviously a bunch of alumni are there. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought it would be better just around myself with like people that... <laughs> like-minded folks. Like, yeah, like-minded folks. But I was still furious. <laughs> I was so mad. Um... But with this one, I already have, like, very, very low expectations. Um, oh, they've worn us down. I'm so um, sick of this team. I don't even want to record a podcast about them. Yeah. Um, I was in my cousin's wedding bad. during that game. Like, not at it, but, like, in it, streaming it. I was like, it's not going to be good. That's a waste of data right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. And honestly, I don't want to watch it. So, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Oh, I have a discussion question for us. Again, that's great, Anne. Um, does Jay love Ronnie Bell? Cause he like loves like we like we just have a lot of receivers he could throw the ball to who are really good, but he like really likes to throw it to Ronnie. So I think they might be like in love. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I like just like in any that could be completely platonic, but I just like <laughs> like I'm I don't mean to like insinuate anything other than that like Shay loves Ronnie because there's so many receivers and yet he has eyes for one man only. <laughs> I was like, it kind of makes sense in the fact that they probably have like some form of like established like relationship with each other because there's like a probable like genuine trust there because so they like, Shay, tell each like other really their like relies on ronnie i don't think she talks to anyone on the team what do you think <laughs> Shay's biggest secret is i'm not that good at football no, that's not a <laughs> wait i'm gonna tell the podcast a secret and i'm not gonna tell you just because i want to okay. see it like what the audio sounds like i can't hear i don't actually have a secret i just want to know what it sounds like did you hear that? No. Okay. Have... You'll hear it when you listen back to the podcast. Okay. I can't wait to hear was... secrets. <laughs> I love secrets. Okay. Um, so on to superlatives. Yes. Okay. Player okay. of the game. So in my personal opinion, yes, the player sure. of the game, which I'm pretty sure he was like co-player of the week, if I'm not mistaken, for mm-hmm. offense, um, was Hassan Haskins. Who would who would he share it with? Shay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but I really loved his performance, um, especially in the first half. Um, like I said, he rushed for, I believe, 125 yards, 10.4 yards per carry, had one touchdown, his first touchdown of his career, and I was just genuinely, like, impressed with, like, his tenacity and, like, his ability to, like, go after, like, more yards than, like, probably what the play was, like, designed for, and he would just, he was able to, like, read the gaps really well and, like, I don't just, like, um, take advantages of, like, the, um, weak spots of, like, Illinois' defense, and I just really loved his performance, um, so I give him player of the game, so I, I don't he's, know about you. He's a good running back, like, and, and it was kind of, I trust him a lot more since those, like, I think it was probably either the first or the second game, there's so many fumbles that I can't keep track of them anymore, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, either that against Middle Tennessee or RME, um, where he fumbled the ball, I'm pretty sure, like, in the red zone, uh, but he's come a long way since then, and I was really impressed. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago, I think it was at the Iowa game, They Hassan Haskins, like, had, like, I don't know, multiple carries in a row, something, like, he was just in, and we were like, they like Hassan Haskins, and we kind of turned to each other and we're like, okay. Like, we're that's, <laughs> how, that's how I felt, again, like, for the whole Illinois game, honestly, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so they're feeling like Hassan Haskins today, but honestly, I was too. I was like, yeah, All right, you know, he's working, he's like... Like, don't put the fire out, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if he's on, like, give him the ball. No, and I think what we've seen from him is, like, especially this past game, is, mm-hmm. like, we have, it's not just, like, we have Zach Charbonnet and then, like, a few more. It's, like, we have Zach Charbonnet and Hassan Haskins, That's which... That's kind of how I felt. I was like, yeah. all right, either, either of them, and I trust. Yeah, which is, like, I don't think we anyone expected him to, like, step above, like, True Wilson or Christian Turner on yeah. the depth chart, but looks like that's how things are going, and... I felt good about it. Yeah, I'm same. completely honest. Um, when, when I was at, like, the Michigan bar, I really wanted to talk to people about the game, but I, like, didn't know how to, like, start conversations, <laughs> so I kept asking people questions, because I, like, but I, I didn't have any questions that I didn't know the answer to, so I was like, so who got that touchdown? Like, Hassan Haskins. I was like, oh, what position is he? And then, I, or no, I think I, I didn't, I didn't play that stupid. I think I said, oh, he's a running back, right? Is that his first, or has he gotten many touchdowns this season? They're like, no, it's his first, and I was like... Oh, or, no, I think they were like, no, I think it's, like, his first or second, and I was like, no, it's his first, and then they were like, <laughs> okay. 
I just like I setting them up for a trap. I did No, I wasn't trying to set them up. I was just trying you to like set them up. No, no, no. I just like wanted to talk to people, and I didn't know how to start a conversation without asking a question. But I didn't have any questions. Like I, all I, you really all my opinions is... were already formed. Then just say the opinions. Don't have to ask questions. So I should just like butt into the conversation and be like, "It's pretty adorable that Hassan Haskins got his first touchdown." <laughs> <laughs> like our, I mean, I or guess. just like I guess, or just like, like carry me around in your pocket at all times. I do. It's called a phone <laughs> and exactly. a podcast. That's the other thing. I'm like, I don't need to share my opinions. I have like a set time in my calendar to do that. <laughs> no one else talked to me about football. I don't want to like, hear your just takes. Always bring me with you. We can share our thoughts and opinions together. My like hot take about the world is that way more people should have podcasts because I feel like after every game, like ten people send me like full length books over iMessage about the game I'm like you can just record your own podcast <laughs> like oh, I'm like thank you for your input I will implement that in my own podcast I know that's true too <laughs> I always if you if, in all honesty if you ever talk to me about football in real life it will get me going like please do if you happen to know me that's true um so the be better award I'm pretty sure this is going to be consistent um for the rest of the season <laughs> um goes to our offense um yeah Please. Yeah. Please. I'm going to tell a secret. Okay. Do I, like, listen to it? I don't care. Okay. Be better. Okay. Um, so the Mo of the week this week goes to Mo Wagner. Oh, God. Um, because he, there was this video of him at Topgolf, which, like, the Washington Wizards, like, ripped him a new one on his Twitter page. As, and they're, like, actual Twitter yeah, page. Yeah, I know. But it was, <laughs> it, he was, like, was so chopping in the ground with his club. It was terrible. And, like, Harley and I love Topgolf. Only been there once, and it was, like, 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. But it was, like, two years in the making of we were, like, when are we going to go to Topgolf? So we wanted to be DJ Wilson so bad. He always posts aesthetic pictures at Topgolf. It was so fun. But it really was. But we, I felt like Mo, honestly. And I think that's why, we, like, I was, like, cringe nation the <laughs> whole time watching it. Because I was, like, this is exactly what I looked like at Topgolf, and it's so embarrassing. <laughs> no, you usually hit the ball. That's a good point. So, um, we should definitely, um, Mo, if you ever listen to this podcast, you want to play some Top Golf because I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty even, Stevens. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Because the thing is, when we played Top Golf, like, my swing, like, my form was probably better than yours because I used yeah. to, like, take golf mm-hmm. lessons, but we were pretty even in terms of the score. <laughs> like, the having good form didn't really seem to help me much. That's what they call raw talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's innovation. <laughs> Um, if you're an OG listener, you probably remember that we used to give the Oatmeal Award to David DeJulius every week because he would always post oatmeal on his Instagram yes. story, and we're bringing Blueberry the Oatmeal, oatmeal. Award back. I haven't actually checked his story in a while, so he might still be posting that. Um, but we're bringing the Oatmeal Award back this week, and it goes to... Drumroll. Are you gonna say it? Or no, you're gonna say it. Oh, DJ Wilson. Aww. <laughs> Because, can you tell, though? Because I didn't have service when you okay. sent me that. Okay, so, DJ's Insta story, I can't remember what day it was, um, but he, like, vibed a picture of, like, him in, like, a Michigan long sleeve in his, like, Velcro shoes, which was, like, the cutest thing in the whole world, and then the very next one on his Insta story was him eating a bowl of oatmeal with, like, strawberries, bananas, and blueberries. Aww, wait, and- was it a picture of him eating it? No, it was just, like, the oatmeal, like, David DeJulius would do. Okay, but David DeJulius was, like, in the, like, East Quad like, dining yeah. hall, like, yeah. I don't know, I think DJ was, like, in some, like, rando hotel. Okay, but, so like, not, not the dining hall. But he, hall. like, vibed, like, oatmeal, and I was like, aww, the clash of, like, 
the little babies eating oatmeal is like so adorable. If any of them want oatmeal, oatmeal. that's great handy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, the, okay, this actually isn't really. I'm just gonna say it anyway. Oh god, is it a secret? It's not a, okay. It will be a secret, but I'm not gonna whisper it because it's like too important. Because I'm not sure if the whispers will like come out on the audio. But I found out that the apple pie at McDonald's is vegan. I have no words. <laughs> I was trying to understand where that came from, <laughs> why it was said. Moving on <laughs> immediately. <laughs> okay, that I don't like your state award anymore goes to or the I don't like your state anymore award you can all probably guess it goes to Wisconsin but mm-hmm. this is actually like a really weird thing for me because I like Wisconsin like in the past like I always Wisconsin? have yeah like I would have always told you from like day one of my life that Wisconsin sure we can hold hands Harley <laughs> <laughs> that Wisconsin was my favorite second favorite <laughs> team in the big 10 for football and my favorite or well no I hated them in basketball but like yeah but they were always like I wanted to beat them, and I wanted them to be really good, and I wanted them to beat everyone else, because I was always like, they're nice, and they're good at football, and, like, I just think it's a good team and a good program to root for. I also wanted to go to Wisconsin, but, like, in-state tuition, and, like, I just always liked them. My cousins live in Wisconsin, but I just literally hate Wisconsin football right now and hate (laughs) the state of Wisconsin, and I'm not a huge Lions fan, because, like, somehow that gene, like, didn't get passed on to me, but... Like, still, like, I don't don't know. I just really, like, the state of Wisconsin bothers me. I don't think I want to go back there anymore. And I have, like, a Wisconsin t-shirt that I, like, wear. Like, a University of Wisconsin. And I, like, don't think I'm going to wear it anymore. (laughs) So that's all. (laughs) Is this in light of, like, being added by the Wisconsin football team for them beating three Michigan teams? Yeah, so Wisconsin, like, well, okay, the University of Wisconsin beat... Michigan, Michigan State, and Central. Central. And then yesterday, the Packers beat the Lions. Which should not have happened. Yeah, which should not have happened. That, yeah. There's all, there's probably, like, a whole podcast episode I could do on the Lions game. You know, I'm not even a Lions fan, but I was... Whoo! I... Okay, <laughs> it so... Was, okay, we shouldn't get into that, because no. this is not a Lions podcast. And also, like, I wish I cared more about the Lions, because I... I, just, I love I Detroit, they, but they I... They have such, like, a solid team, in my opinion. That's what Carrie was saying. He's like, the Lions they are actually like, good. so solid. Yeah! Which made it so... Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, back to the Michigan Sports... Of Michigan oh. and the University of Michigan Sports Podcast. Okay, yeah. So, back to that. But there yeah, are no vegan options in Wisconsin. So, like, off Wisconsin. Yeah, like, I went to my cousin's house and, like... Well, I didn't tell them they were vegans. I was so, vegan, so that's probably why. But, so, like, you just ate, ate Chipotle for, like, six years. And cliff bars, which is what like, I eat I'm regardless. Like, I'm sure that's what you do in Ann Arbor. Yeah, that's what I do in Ann Arbor. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know why you wrote Illinois like 60 million times, like throughout. <laughs> we but... were outlining this podcast and I like, didn't really have anything to add to the conversation, so I just wrote Illinois in like different fonts. Thanks, Ann. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that was a pretty short episode because, like, honestly, there's not too much to say except for we're so sick of Michigan football. If you have any ideas for new podcasts, we can, we'll take that. <laughs> no, Michigan- Just at least until basketball season yeah. arrives, which is, like, in, like, two weeks, almost. We're almost there. Almost there. We're almost there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, one more thing, because, uh, 
I, I know you guys are ready for to let us go, but we also canceled men. So if you are a man, oh, um, that's like a whole. Yeah, we're not gonna get into that, but just like know that like if you're a man, like you can still listen, and like we like really appreciate you listening and everything. Leave a review, subscribe, but just like know you're canceled. One thousand percent canceled. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Go thanks. Blue. Thanks for listening and go blow. <laughs>